how can I use this tool and this beautiful gift of audio to make an experience for the woman on the other end? And then what intention do I have for that woman to experience? Because I'm very intentional with what experience I want her to have. I really want her to feel something, to have experienced something, to in some way, shape or form be transformed by that experience. Welcome to Between Two Mics. I'm Zach. And I'm Rock. We're the co-founders of Squadcast.fm. The best way to record remote interviews and studio quality like this one. Here on Between Two Mics, we explore the challenges, opportunities, and new ideas with the people who are pushing the limits of what's possible in podcasting. (sighs) Sip of water. Cool. So uh, Katie Kremitzos, th- thank you so much for joining us uh, on our show today. Zach, Rock, I am very, very happy to be here. So happy to see you guys. Thank it's, you. It's been a little too long. The community has been uh, been remote and uh, looking forward to getting back to PodFest and all the great great fun we have together. Um, but to, to start us off, um, you, have, uh, you have a network of podcasts focused on, on meditation for women and uh, a number of different benefits and services and approaches that you have in podcasting. And with a lot of podcasts, like maybe even this one, uh, our listeners tend to be seeking information from from others, like outside of themselves. And with meditation podcasts, it can be almost a polar opposite to that. So joy and happiness exist within ourselves and you help women and your listeners access it through your podcast. And I think that that's a, a beautiful example of how creators like yourself are, are innovating and shaping what a podcast is and can be. Uh, so how do you feel about that? How do you feel about helping your listeners access that, that intrinsic internal joy? And, uh, and furthermore, what, what can most more traditional podcasters uh, learn from those experiences? Zach, that's such a great question. And I, I am incredibly humbled that you see the intention of what I do, because I don't think that that's always quite obvious. You know, the obvious is like, I create guided meditations, help you develop a meditation practice, right? Yeah. But Sleep, relax, yeah. <laughs> sleep, relax, like all those benefits, right? But yeah. my underlying and very loud intention that's that drips in every single word that I write and record is, I want my listener, this woman, to hold up a mirror in front of herself and to use this tool of meditation to get to know herself better, to connect with herself, and to ultimately uh, know herself so well, her true voice so well that she knows how to navigate this world in a very authentic way, therefore creating her own joy, happiness, peace, centeredness, community, life, business, relationships, all the things. Because in my opinion, it all starts from within. So thank you for for recognizing that. I'm very makes me very happy that that's noticeable. Um, it's palpable. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Um, you know, 
it's worth mentioning it, to answer your question that I absolutely have the experience in the past of having a podcast that was more information giving, I would call it, and, and slash inspirational. I had uh, my previous life as a podcaster started in 2014. And for six years, I had a podcast called Biz Women Rock. And it was an interview show featuring women entrepreneurs, it, you know, being interviewed by me, a woman entrepreneur, for the intention of helping women see themselves and therefore learn about how they can grow their businesses very intentionally, profitably, um, authentically, right? And so with that background of of that podcast, it was wonderful. And I was able to, to infuse it with some level of creativity of like, well, how are we going to work the show this time? But it was it ultimately was always sort of the same template, which was we're having a really good interview. We're having a really good conversation. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. And my listener on the other end could take that information and then go place it into their life, right? But with these meditations, I think because I have been a meditator for so long, and you know, ever since I was probably 18, 19 years old, I've been meditating in some way, shape, or form. And when kind of the birth of digital meditations happened not so long ago, and I could actually, you know, on my phone or on my computer, go listen to a meditation without having to go to a meditation center or be part of a meditation group, all those things that I've done, it it, it made me, I embodied the experience of what it felt like to have this audio experience guide me through an opportunity to slow down, to connect. And and even in those moments of really struggling with meditation or having your brain go a thousand miles a minute, which by the way, they do all the time. That's okay. No matter how many years you've been meditating. Um, I knew that I knew what that experience felt like as, as a listener. So I was very confident that I when I launched the initial show and now this second show, the sleep meditation for women and upcoming new shows that will be happening in the future, I feel pretty, I felt pretty confident and still feel really confident that within this beautiful gift of an audio, I could really allow it to do so much more than just deliver information. I could let it be, I could, here's the way I always paralleled it. I could let it be an experience just like music is an experience. So for those of you out there who have ever been touched and moved by lyrics of a song, there's like this multi-layered experience of it, right? Like first it's the actual words, but then it's the beat, it's the sound, it's the singer who's singing that song. Like it's this beautiful package that moves you in that moment, right? And either allows you to go deep inside or bring some light to your world. And so I, I, I guess I've always approached it that way. Like, how can I use this, this tool and this beautiful gift um, of an audio to make an experience for the woman on the other end? And, and then what intention do I have for that woman to experience? Because I want to, I'm very intentional with what experience I want her to have. I don't, I don't want her to just press play and like, Yay, she meditated for five minutes, you know, like I really want her to, to walk away and to feel something, to have experienced something, to in some way, shape or form be transformed by that experience. Seems like you really know who your listener is. And um, it's just like, 
and everything just seems so intentional. And I think that's one of the things that we talked about uh, before we hit record. So I'm glad we didn't get too much of an answer from you. But wh- wh- where did this idea come from? And, and, because it sounds like you were, you know, kicking butt with your other podcast. Like, wh- where did this idea come from? And why was it so important to speak specifically to women when it comes to meditation? Why not just have just a, a meditation network uh, it, it itself? Why focus specifically on women? Uh, the answer to that question is twofold uh, and equally importance, uh, equal in importance. Number one is because I've always from childhood have known that I have wanted to do work in this world that impacted women. I don't I, it's the combination of having a very strong matriarchal mother, you know, a feminist father, my own kind of feminist experiences and, tr- and uh, transformations. And just really that's always been a big fire in my belly. The second, though, is as a businesswoman, I wanted to fulfill a niche and I wanted to there are a lot of meditation podcasts out there for the general public. And I there was not one just for women. There there was one for women, but it was a very specific type of meditation that I didn't do. So I was like, uh, you know, I'll I'll take that niche. I'll own it. <laughs> OK, let's go. I'm glad um, you did. Yeah, yeah I am. I am, too. <laughs> it's a huge niche, by the way. Like, huge, huge. Yeah. Right. So the personal answer to the to your question, Rock, is that biz women rock. Yes, was going very well. It was booming. And at oh, at the end of 2017, I had just had like a banner year. January of 2018, I had just sort of like planned out to, you know, what I could do to triple business by mm. April of 2018, I was on track to do that. And then we got pregnant. (laughs) And it changed everything. We got pregnant with our second daughter, Savannah. And it changed everything for a multitude of reasons that I won't go into. But all of a sudden, it it really shifted how I looked at my business at that time. And my business model at that time was, uh, I had the podcast and it basically fed a strategic coaching business. Uh, so I had one-on-one clients. I provided uh, high-level masterminds for women. I was doing some online courses. I had a membership. I mean, I, I had a model, which is very popular right now, and I loved it. And it required an immense amount of live time from me. So I need to show up at this time in order to bring in revenue for my business. And so two things hit me when I got pregnant. Um, first off, it totally knocked me off track for at least two months of like, what am I going to do? I don't know. So there was definitely a lot of time in there of like figuring out what I wanted to do and allowing to sort of sit in the silence of not knowing, which is incredibly uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. But one, two things became very clear for me. The idea of a meditation network for women, I had thought about it months prior, came back and had told Chris about it back in January of 2018. And his eyes lit up, you know, you guys know my husband, he's like on he the dude knows what's going on in the podcasting industry. So he was like, Oh, my God, yes, by, you know, 24 hours later, he had done all of his research on that particular niche. (laughs) But I did nothing with it, because it really wasn't in line with my business model at the time. So now here we were in the in the space of like, I don't know what to do. And he sort of says, what about that meditation idea? And from there, without needing to figure out what Biz Women Rock was going to be yet, I started dreaming and saying, what could this be? And and the reason why I pushed play on it and started actually doing it was because it fulfilled two things for me that I got that made perfect sense. Number one, it 
it, I knew it to be the next evolution of my work in this world with women. So <laughs> while going from a business show slash business to a meditation show sounds really incongruent, <laughs> I, I saw perfectly that it was just the next generation of what the work I'm here to do in this world. Yeah, clear and, path and, forward. Yeah, yeah. And instead of instead of just working with the niche of women entrepreneurs, all of a sudden I'm working with women like that's even better. That fulfills more of my desire to reach more and more women and make a bigger and bigger impact. So that was one. And the second one that was equally important was that I knew that it could be a business model that was very different than the one that I had with Biz Women Rock. I knew it could give me time freedom and I knew it could give me financial freedom. Biz Women Rock could give me financial freedom, but it absolutely could not give me time freedom, true mm. time freedom. I needed to show up in order to make money, in order for to make a profit. Um, and, and I knew going into, I was about to go into a season of a toddler and an infant, and I was like, I don't want to have to show up if I don't want to. And granted, I had ama amazing clients who were mostly moms too and, and got it. And so if I ever needed a day of like, sorry, kid's sick today, like, so much grace, so, so grateful for having that group of ladies, but I didn't want to have to do that. So I knew it would, it could, I could create a business model that was completely different, that was going to the masses, that was creating products and, and creating um, monetary streams of income that were ev truly evergreen. That, that I could create in nap times and bedtimes, and I didn't need to show up for anything else. And fast forward two years later, here we are. This mm. is, this. by the way, as a side note, your, um, you know, the notification 30 minutes before this interview came up, and I was like, oh, crap, oh, crap, I need to, I forgot I have the interview. <laughs> I always put on notifications for that sense because I, I'm not used to having meetings at this point in my in my career. Like, I'm not used to having to be anywhere for uh, my business, Good, you know? so <laughs> That's a wonderful um, thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I have, you know... It, it, it's it hasn't been easy. I'm probably painting this nice little picture of like, yay, the fairy came and whoo, put some pixie dust on that thing, and here we are. I mean, there's a lot in between there, but that's that's why I made that transition, and that's why everything that I've done, every step of the way, because it's constantly moving and changing and shifting and recalibrating. But every every step of the way, I'm incredibly intentional with why I'm doing what I'm doing. Yeah, it really shows. Uh, sorry, Zach. Oh, one last question uh, just on that it. is um, what is unique or uh, different, I guess, about a woman's experience when it comes to, to meditation that something like Women's Meditation Network needed to exist? And, and forgive my ignorance. I'm still relatively young in my meditation <laughs> journey, so uh, still learning my way. That's quite all right. Um you know, I, I, in no moment will I ever claim to speak for all women or those who identify as women. Um, but I, I think that one of my gifts is being able to take a tr an experience that has been true for me as a woman in this world and translate, whether it's been a challenging one or an inspirational one, and translate that into language that is incredibly relatable. So... You know, there's these themes that I think are true for many women um, and women identified individuals, which is, you know, we're caregivers, we can take on a lot, we think about other people, oftentimes, you know, prior to thinking of ourselves, um, we, 
we're constantly feeling the pull of wanting to be our best and support others. Uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of co- uh, self doubt. You know, the feeling of not being worthy. Even the, like there's so many kind of wired things that are typical for a woman's experience since we've been young. And those are the things that that I'm trying to really birth in the words of these meditations. You know, I'm right now in this moment, I'm creating all the meditations for December and I have a mini series. It's a self-love meditation mini series. You know, while men absolutely can benefit from that, I think that's a word that is that is um, very heavily searched by women, right? And it's a theme that we women are sort of, it's put in front of us. And so, you know, why do we need it more? I don't know if we need it more. I just think that there's, it's just a different language to speak. And because I, you know, the vast majority of my meditations are created from my own experiences, um, again, as wonderful and as painful as they've been, and created from the women who have, the listeners who've reached out saying, can you please do a meditation for this? Can you please? And I'm seeing themes in all of those things. So, you know, there, it just feels good to be able to say, I've had this experience too. My biggest goal with these, one of one of the big goals with these meditations is to make sure the woman feels that she's not alone. I, mm-hmm. One of the biggest pieces of feedback I get is, I, this is the first time I have felt not alone listening to this meditation, your words, wow, your words are making me feel like I'm not the only one who's thought this. I'm not the only one who's felt this. And that's, that's what I want. Because when you feel like you're not alone, you've got this girl and you've got this kind of motherly voice in your ear saying, you're beautiful. You are worthy. You are enough. You've got this. No matter what you're experiencing right now, you can do it. You know, like that's amazing. And, And you feel like part of something. That's such a powerful connection. I mean, uh, a lot of people talk about the intimacy within podcasting, but I think this is that word doesn't even do it justice, right? What what you just described. Um, so, you know, I, I have a ton of questions uh, from from my own uh, meditation practice. I, I started at a similar age to you, and um, and have have talked about mental health in a number of different interviews on our show and others, um, which is what my catalyst was for starting, but it's so much more than that now. And I'm, I'm curious as a, as a practitioner, um, noticing a parallel, as I say this too, like rock and I made this jump from wanting to be a podcast listener to a podcast creative and be more proactive in that. And for you, that that's even got more layers in it where you were practicing meditation. So what, what is it like to jump from uh, a meditation practitioner to somebody who is actively creating meditations for other people to experience that that's quite a quite a, a hill to overcome so i'm curious what your journey's been with that that's a really uh uh observational great observation um i can't uh, imagine like sitting down and writing a meditation <laughs> and let alone recording it and having somebody experience something positive so uh respect props i think that's Thank something you. <laughs> Very noteworthy. It was terrifying. An um, enormous amount of imposter syndrome. Uh, it's worth noting that I have, before these meditations, I I was not, I'm not a meditation teacher. I am not, I don't have a degree from any type of school of meditation. Like, I am, I'm not, um, uh, you know, I, I'm not, I don't have the badges, you know, I don't have the credibility, really. So 
I had probably maybe two or three times before this given sort of a guided meditation, like once or twice within like a uh, one of my masterminds, you know, a couple times to Chris in the early years of us dating. But it's incredibly vulnerable. So it was terrifying. And it and I absolutely had that voice in my head for the first like six months. Like, who am I? Who the hell am I to do this? I'm I'm not a teacher. I'm not someone who does this. I'm not, you know, I haven't had practice. And it's such a unique role to be in. And I think, yeah, vulnerability, uh, I think, rings true for me. Like, the, Yeah, but, but it has proven to serve me very well because, as you might suspect, I didn't have any preconceived boundaries already on what I could create. So it gave me this huge open playing field to create whatever it is I felt like creating without any of the prescripts that might come along with prior experience of like, oh, this is how a meditation should be. Yeah. This is what it should should sound like. I legit, and this is kind of the process I still go through. I, and I'm, I'm a writer. Like I'm, if you ask me what type of creative I am, I'm a writer. So like, you know, these, the meditations first, it's always written. And so uh, it was a practice for me to get into a place of like writing, like, what do I want to say? What does she need to hear? And how do I say it in a way that's concise? I'm not writing a book here. You know, I'm not writing a 200-page book. How, how do I say it in a concise way? Okay, when, and then it becomes very practical. Okay, when somebody's starting their meditation, what do I have to do to kind of get them into this state? Relax, focus on the breath. So there's like some basic templated steps to go through, right? And then it's like, now I get to play. Once I've got you calmed down, now I get to play. What sort of, what sort of vision can I take you through? Or what sort of practice can I take you through? What sort of words can I say to you? So it becomes a really creative space to play. But to answer your question, it's terrifying. It was terrifying. Obviously, two years later, I've had a lot more experience. I've been able to flex the muscle. But it's worth noting that when I, three months ago, I launched the Sleep Meditation for Women podcast because I noticed in my analytics that the, you know, five out of the top 10 down, most downloaded shows were all sleep related. So I started, uh, I started a whole new podcast called Sleep Meditation for Women. Uh, and that's a wonderful insight, like, you know, speaks to the power of paying attention to those things with your designing biggest, for intention biggest thing that I would recommend to any like real podcaster who wants to know what their podcast is doing like look at your analytics look at what people are listening to and then get creative from there so um you know the next one I'll be launching is a is a morning one because now that's another like top six are now morning ones so um you know what but creating sleep specific meditations is an entirely different ball game. Like it's a different voice. It's a different cadence. It's different words. And so I knew the first, you know, it's only been three months. So like the, I'm finally just now kind of getting into a rhythm of like, okay, this is sort of how the meditation goes. So it's, um, yeah, it's, it's challenging, but in the best of ways. And one of the things you you've mentioned, which is uh, definitely something that I'm, fascinated by the the business model of the women's meditation network uh it seems like the podcast is uh like what i like to say is it's the entree there's some appetizers this dessert there's maybe even a second meal um uh, but what like can you walk us through the different aspects of the big business model there's products like you mentioned there's um uh, different like packages and stuff like that like really really interesting stuff that i think too many podcasters i think get into podcasting uh it's, it's a great reason. It's usually fueled by passion, but they, they, they just focus on the podcast and there's not like this other intention of 
will it, how, if I want to make money, how will I make money? Is it just going to be ads? Is there other opportunities to to productize? Which we've seen uh, a few successful stories figure that part out. So, so uh, can you walk us through the business model and and how you thought about it? And it sounds like you know you've adapted based on behaviors and feedback from your audience. But at least you know from the get go, uh, can you walk us through that? Yeah, absolutely. And and I should add to this conversation that it's always evolving, right? Like according to what things, which ideas are actually taking off. So I talked about Biz Women Rock before. That was, um, I'll I'll just kind of give a a mini case study here to compare. So that podcast acted as my main marketing arm. It got an average of about 6,000 downloads a month and it brought people into my sphere, right? And then they got to know me, love me, you know, love what I was doing. And then they would then opt into either private coaching, you know, a membership, um, whatever online course I had going at the time and mastermind. So like there's mostly high end products. And and so 6,000 downloads a month was great. And it fed a very prosperous business because I don't need a lot of people in order to drive in high level, high ticket revenue, right? In complete difference, This model I knew from the beginning needed to rely on numbers. It needed to rely on the masses. So the business model as it stands now, the very, the top level revenue driver right now is advertisements. So I work with a couple different ad agencies. Um, There are ads placed on all the meditations. So I want to make note of this as a very real mindset shift that I had. My meditations are the product. My episodes themselves are a product, um, which shifted how I look at that. Because before, back in Biz Women Rock days, I sort of had like a negative anchor towards traditional advertising. And I was like, no, I mean, what service am I doing to my women listening who could really benefit from that particular product, right? So if I look at my meditations, my episodes themselves, which are evergreened, by the way, for um, if I looked at them as the products, then it becomes an equation, how do I how do I get more and more people to listen and therefore drive in higher higher uh, revenue dollars? Right, that's an equation. More downloads, more revenue. So that's the, that's one big way now. Um, then I do have um, right now I only have one digital product, although I'm building out more. So right now I have like a seven dollar seven day meditation challenge, and it it does okay. But I'm about to build out like courses, so like little mini courses. So um, a signature course for me is, you know, just about really like (laughs) um, know you, be you, using meditation as a tool to know yourself and build a life you love, something along those lines. And it's legit like my my message here that you and I that we've all been like stating from the beginning. So that's sort of the signature course that, you know, will be live by the end of the year financial, you know, meditation for financial abundance, like that course, Um, a sleep course to go along with my sleep meditation podcast. So there's courses, then there's affiliate revenue. So already I partner with a CBD company that specializes in CBD to help you sleep. Perfect match. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and I believe in them. They've helped me massively (laughs) over the past couple of months. And so, um, you know, so right now I'm building out that affiliate network products that directly have helped me directly then I know can help the women who are listening. Um, And then I have a Patreon page. And so it's, you know, the Women's Meditation Network Premium. 
And there is where you will get all of the ad-free content. So on all of the shows that I have, you can go there, you can sign up for different levels, and you can get all of the meditations without ads, with journal prompts, boom, go. So um, that's kind of the bare bones tip of the iceberg business model right now. But as you can see, it really requires very strategic thinking about like, what is the thing that they need that I can give them that that would be an obvious value add at any given moment. And staying with the intention of having a time freedom business and lifestyle for my girls. How can I create that once and and set it up well, so that it's constantly working for me? That's what I love about it is you're you're doing what feels right to you. You're you're providing true value that's making the world better, uh, but still doing it in a very strategic, business savvy way. It's re it's really neat. Thank you, thank you. And and super sustainable, right? I think that's a, a powerful choice you made to uh, step away from your from your previous business model, which was working. So it's hard to imagine somebody. It's hard enough to imagine building up a, a business like that and then and then the intention of walking away from it. Uh, that that's, you know, scary and brings up a lot of vulnerability. But uh, but to to then take that step and say, okay, I'm gonna add some constraints to how I design the next chapter and that's going to get me a win win situation with your life and your your family, um, much more sustainably. And uh, and then yeah, I'm a I'm a nerd for for business models and and these sorts of approaches, and especially within podcasting, it's got a lot of parallels to startups, right? So, I think that um, you you retained some things that worked, uh, or you're retaining some things that worked from from the previous business, and you're uh, coming up with like this hybrid approach that is kind of the, the a bigger universe of ways to to monetize while still focusing on your listener, which is. Uh, which is, you know, the, the theme for today, I guess. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's such a beautiful combination and, and really, you know, really awesome that you're able to, uh, to design for, for all of those constraints and come out, come out from it, uh, at, you know, whole and happy and, uh, and having such a big, big impact for people like, uh, you know, applause you. to you for achieving all of that. <laughs> that's quite a lot. I mean, I'm still, I'm still on the road. I always will be right. And, you know, Zach, I, I want to say that your that transition from let me let go of this one business that was at its height and let me transfer over and put my energies into this one business. Um, just very briefly, I want to state like the, a that was not an easy decision. I carried both of those businesses as well as now then two kids for mm -hmm. about a year and a half before I decided to let go of Biz Women Rock and. The biggest fear for any of us podcasters, creators, business owners is the money. Like, how can I make that decision if because this is where the this is where the money it's it's, you know, it's feeding my lifestyle. I love doing it. So the big fear is like, well, it's is there I'm I'm betting everything on this thing that hasn't made a dime yet. And what are people going to say about me? Right. Like all of that stuff, you know, Thankfully, I had some reserves from Biz Women Rock to last me a, a little while. But, you know, Women's Meditation Network did not start really. I mean, it made it made money for it's been making money for about a year, a little about a year and a half. But it didn't really start actually like paying all the bills and then some until like two months ago. So, you know, I have I have an enormous um uh ability to, 
to hold what I think some people would call risky because I have a very low tolerance for unhappiness and I'm not willing to sacrifice the lifestyle I want, the, you know, the, the attitude, the experience that I want in this world, in this life, because I'm scared there's not going to be enough money or because I'm scared of what people are going to say about me. Like, I'm just not willing to do that. But those are very hard conversations to have with oneself. Very, very hard. So, you know, on the outside, mo many people have said like, oh my gosh, that was so brave. And, and yes, it was. And I don't know any other, I couldn't figure out any other way to do it other than like, yeah, I feel this pull. I got to I got to do it. I don't know how or why, but let's do it. <laughs> you know, and you just go and you have faith and you trust and you you connect with other people who can help you along the way and support you. Drew, you mentioned Drew Ackerman of Sleep With Me podcast. He's been an enormous friend and colleague because now we're in the same space and you know, we've had many conversations about like, "Oh, what's going on right now?" and "Hey, can you give me some guidance here?" So I can't I can't state enough that this is not a solo journey and I've had to rely upon and lean on many people along the way in those moments of like, ooh, startup discomfort, right? Totally. One of my favorite parts about podcasting is, is that uh, it's the only community this size that I've ever seen be uh, much more collaborative than competitive. Like you would think that you and Drew, you launching a sleep podcast would compete with the Sleep With Me podcast and there would be this like friction, uh, fighting it out for listeners and stuff. It's the exact opposite of that, right? Like yeah. uh, I've spoken with Shell Hamilton. I, I know mm -hmm. you've collaborated on the meditation minis that she offers and Drew with Sleep With Me and uh, you know uh, Laura Powers I've met through uh, through the community at PodFest and I found your your coronavirus meditation page uh, while while searching around, and that was just such a beautiful example, all listed on one page of like, this is all competition in some perspective, but in here it's collaboration and uh, is just lifting up this entire genre within podcasting. And it's, I don't know that I have a question about it. It's just such a such a beautiful case study of uh, of, of what I love about podcasting within within the creatives that, that are that are working and actually doing this uh, creativity sustainably. Yes. Well, thank you for, for honoring that. And I think that it's, you know, I, I feel like each of us have such a powerful voice and way of doing things. And so there's room for everyone. That's just my belief system. What, you know, there's so many meditation podcasts out there. Definitely when I started and more so since I've been going at it. <laughs> I'm sure and you've been inspirational for some. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and I feel like there's a unique way that I do it that, that no one else can do it. And, and I feel like, you know, you guys are doing something here that no one else can do. You listening the way that you're doing your podcast, you can do it in a, in a way that no one else can do. And the way that you do that is by leaning into your, this is such a, it's such a click word, but like, you know leaning into what's so special about you, what's so authentic about you, and what may seem really weird and off kilter according to what the quote unquote norm is. But I promise you, if you lean into that, it, things will really explode. Like, you know, the way that I do a meditation, this is, you know, worth mentioning as far as like, even like a, a business perspective. So I don't call a meditation like a chakra meditation, you know, typically I don't, I, I, there's sometimes when I have sort of like, that's typically what, you know, a body, full body scan meditation, something like that. But those are mm -hmm. typically what's out there, right? That's yeah. not what I do. I, the title of my 
of of my meditations are typically what I see as uh, two things. Number one, like, uh, firstly, what is the feeling or thing that a woman is going to be feeling or wanting to feel right now as she's scrolling through my library? How can I cap? So sort of like that, um, you know, how you title a, a blog post or how you title an article. What's that? Like, I've I've got to stop. Yeah, yeah, I've got to stop for that thing. That's exactly what I'm feeling. So I'm very cognizant of like, what am I even titling these things in a way that makes someone stop? So I don't really care. I mean, it might end up being a full body, you know, like a, a chakra meditation, but like, that's not what I'm calling it. So, but that's something very unique to me, you know, I, and and so whatever your unique thing things are, who you are, whatever your personality is, like just you know, it, you just keep on leaning into that. And, and that's why that collaboration exists, I believe, because because when when you get that, you get that there's no one else like you. You get that no one else can create what you create. And so your job is just to keep doing it bigger and better, bigger and better, bigger and better, and help help others along the way do their thing bigger and better, right? And then we all grow together. It's so true. And it's something that we've seen in our, our experience, but uh Every now and then, it it you, that that imposter syndrome still manages to creep up. That that little little weirdo on the shoulder that's telling you you can't or you shouldn't or why you and stuff. So thankfully, we have people like you to help us re- remind to just kind of uh, give in and surrender and and uh, uh, not well not give in rather. Sorry, excuse mm-hmm. me, but uh, you know. So thank you for for all the stuff that you do and and helping us because. Uh, it, it's a never going battle, right? Like that's, the, I think that's the toughest part about it all is like, you know, one day I'm feeling like exactly that and nothing can stop me. And then for no particular reason, I can feel exactly the opposite the next day. So it's a, it's a constant struggle. So having someone like you kind of help us manage it and, and, you know, think about it is, is it makes a difference. And, and on that note, we, uh, we are unfortunately in a, in a, very divided, divisive situation within uh, within the world right now, and I think meditation is coming to more and more of uh, being top of mind for for more and more people. Unfortunately, as as a side effect of of the turmoil that we're all experiencing and the friction every day, um, so to have an oasis online, uh, to have you know your your voice uh, guiding us through these times to to stay centered and and uh find joy even even in these troubling situations like that's one of the bonuses that um became obvious when when we uh when we invited you on the show and uh and thanks to ariel uh, our community manager for uh for facilitating this conversation today yes love ariel she's the best (laughs) yes thank you ariel and um i i am thoroughly enjoying this conversation and really appreciate you joining us today katie uh we'll we'll be adding uh we'll be adding on one of one of your episodes so please check that out um and uh before we wrap up today uh you know you have the women's meditation network you have a number of podcasts within that network and more to come so where can our listeners uh beyond the the episode that we're going to share uh after after we wrap up today beyond that where can they where can they subscribe and listen and uh and go on this meditation journey with with your guidance yeah so the home that holds everything is at womensmeditationnetwork.com there you can find you know how to subscribe to the main show how you can subscribe to the sleep meditation for women podcast and get a ton of other resources a lot of free resources that are there as well 
Awesome. Awesome. Well, definitely check those resources out. And thank you so much again, Katie. We're, we're so grateful that you, uh, you were able to join us today and share, share your experiences with uh, innovating within podcasting and finding, finding your voice and balancing that with the, the real world life constraints that, uh, that we all have. It's, it's inspirational. Thank you. Zach, Rock, thank you guys so much. I really, really appreciate it. Our pleasure. Thank you. This has been another episode of Between Two Mics with Zach and Rock from Squadcast. The best way to record remote podcast interviews like today's in studio quality. Visit bit.ly slash squadpod to check out our resources page where you can download your free remote interview checklist. that have been weighing on you, mistakes you've made, relationships that are challenging, life and world circumstances that are shifting and impacting you, decisions that need to be made, and so much anxiety about it all. But my love, you are unshakable. No matter how challenging things are, no matter how low you feel, no matter how much you've lost, nothing can diminish your shine. Nothing can shake your true essence. So the intention of today's meditation is to remind you of who you are at your core so you can transcend anything life is throwing at you, knowing that you are unshakable. So go ahead and settle into any position that's comfortable for you right now. As your eyes close, bring your attention inward. Become aware of your body. And let yourself adjust and release any kinks or tension. Letting yourself drop deeper into comfort. Notice any noises or sounds that you might hear around you. And feel the rhythmic expansion and contraction of your body as it sinks with your breath.
breathe. You may be coming to this practice feeling heavy today. Perhaps even feeling weakened from the things you've been going through. Like the smallest things may break you. But rest assured, my dear, this is your time to heal. This is your time to reconnect with your power. And the best part is, you don't have to do anything. You just have to allow yourself to be. So just relax and come along with me as I tell you a story. A story about a girl who wanted it all. To live vibrantly. To live out her dreams. To laugh and love and feel without apology. She spent her days doing her best to go after all the things she wanted out of life. But every once in a while, life would knock her down. An injury, a loss, a wrong decision with big consequences an event that would interrupt her progress. Or worst of all, the deafening noise inside her head, judging, analyzing, criticizing. It would take her out, steal her laughter, rob her dreams and leave her gasping for air on the floor. How can this keep happening to me? The girl wondered in despair. Why does life keep knocking me down? Every time this happened, she would eventually pick herself back up, learn all she could from the pain, and continue her life, vowing she would never allow life to floor her again. But you know how this story goes. 
it kept happening again and again until one day the girl found herself on the floor again this time desperate to break the pattern For me, she called out to life. Why do you keep throwing hard stuff at me when all I want to do is live vibrantly and lovingly? It's so painful. She wasn't surprised when she heard life talking back to her. My love, I keep coming at you because when you are down, there's a beautiful moment when you must reconnect with your essence, your true self, in order to stand back up. In these moments, you realize who you are and you know that you are unshakable. You realize that nothing I can throw at you can shake your core. And it's so beautiful to see It's a moment that brings me great joy. Your eyes are on fire with a knowing of who you are and what you're here to do. All fear and all ego dissolves in this moment. And all that lives there is a deeply connected you. The girl listened intently, remembering that feeling. Knowing it was this feeling that picked her up off the floor every single time. Life continued to speak. Eventually, as you enter back into your life, ego returns, fear returns, and that light in your eyes diminishes. It's like you slowly unplug from yourself, your inner being, you become lost. So I return, throwing challenges your way so you can remember 
so you can reconnect with the unshakable woman you are. The girl stared at life in amazement. What she saw now was not a demon of pain and suffering, but a loving mother guiding her to her truth. Do your best to stay connected to your essence, life said, and the challenges will feel less and less heavy. Remember, you are unshakable. So the girl stood up, already knowing that the fire in her eyes was burning bright. Already knowing she was whole and deeply connected to her self. And as she walked back into her life, she was overwhelmed with gratitude for life loving her so much that it reflected back who she already knew herself to be. Namaste, beautiful.